Dark by Design may contain graphic and or explicit content. Audience discretion is advised. so much for joining us and of course hello and welcome um my name is rachel and my name is bev and you're listening to dark by design the podcast where two creative gals share stories of the macabre to then pick them apart before the nightmares start thank you guys again for joining us uh, speaking of the holidays um we're actually going to start a bi-weekly schedule an upload schedule um, we're going to carry that on into the new year as well, um, just due to our really, honestly, our busy work schedules and just to honestly pump out a little bit more um, curated content for everybody. And uh, we're very excited to do that. And because, again, we still have so much in the works yeah. <laughs> for everyone. And uh, we just want to get uh, all of the um, all those wonderful videos and content out to you. But we're going to need a little bit extra time yeah, to do that. It's so uh, kind of hard with a full time job. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, like, what we really want to focus on, like Rachel said, is um, making it better. So not like giving you like a mediocre episode. Not that anything has been mediocre, but like giving you like a half-assed episode when we can give you a full-assed episode. Like, <laughs> and like just doing more like visual things. It's yeah. It's it's probably it's gonna be better. Um, mm -hmm. And then it'll also build that anticipation a bit more. So, oh, very true, yeah. very true. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, just essentially, um, like I was saying, just trying to beef up our production value, just to give you a, a better visual experience, especially when it comes to our videos on YouTube, and um, also just starting up a couple, you know, different small series um, on the sidelines too, just to um, have fun and uh, make more content and edit yeah. videos because we we both love doing that. So, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, dude. And uh, we're just very excited for you guys to uh, to enjoy all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. And, yeah, honestly, and if you, um, speaking of all of our cool content that we make, if you would like to learn more about today's episode or the uh, content that we talk about today, uh, you can find more information, photos, and videos on today's topic on the show's website at www.darkbydesignpodcast.com or by following us on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at darkbydesign underscore podcast, also linked in our um, about section. And if you're listening on, um, I don't know, audio in our, I don't know, for the podcast show. yeah. Or YouTube, uh, you can find all of the information in the description below. Thank you for reeling me in on that. I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find us individually on our socials. Um, I'm at Miss Quirk with two Ks on Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube. And Beverly is on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Beverlox with two S's. And you can also send us your stories via email at darkbydesignpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Uh, all of your scary, creepy stories and or ghost encounters or just weird occurrences and or folklore topics. Please go ahead and let us know and DM, DM us um, all of your fun topic and story ideas. Yeah. Um, also, there's so many other ways to support the show and us as content creators. The number one way is telling your friends and family about us. Word of mouth really will help the show grow and will give us more opportunities to make fun things in the future. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on any streaming platforms, rate us five stars and tell us all about your year-end holiday traditions. 
what are they? What do you like to do? Uh, where are you from? Uh, if you would like to give out that information, you don't have to be very specific, but like your country or like the, um, you know, like where, where's your culture from? I would love to know. Yeah, we would don't love to know. yourself, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be very terrible. And because uh, we, we want to hear about it. I really enjoyed le- like learning all about the, um, you know, worldly holiday traditions or end of year holiday traditions. And um, I can't wait to hear about Bev's stories too which would be so much fun. Um, And on top of it, um, if you would like to share, we'll thank you on air and give you a lovely compliment right back for letting us know all about your cool life. Uh, And lastly, you can also support the show on Patreon and all you can find all of the links and handles in the description and the about section linked below. So the first folklore creature that we get to talk about today uh kind of kind of gets a little dark um at first like um the ones that we've talked about today and um the one thing that i have noticed about folklore and holiday traditions is that a lot of them do have like a very dark origin story which is really weird and this winter wonder is no different so the first um folklore creature is lussy uh lussy comes from i believe scandinavia norway area Mm. Uh, Lessie is a powerful dark creature of Scandinavian folklore that ties to with ties to the winter solstice. So various tales say she's a troll, a witch queen, and or a ruler of the Hulder folk, which are like the hidden folk or like the um, uh, the creatures of, of folklore and fantasy. Like elves? The yeah, like elves too. Yeah, like everyone. They're very fun. Uh, but one thing is for sure is that she she struck fear into the hearts of Norwegian peasants and folk and rural fo- rural folk for centuries. Oh my God! Did you hear me struggle on that? Rural juror. What, what, Thank you. Rural judge. <laughs> oh, rural lawyer. What, what's that thing? It's really hard to say. I think it's rural juror. Oh uh, yeah, it sounds rural, like it. Rural. I couldn't do that. I can already feel my stutter occurring, <laughs> and I'm not even attempting it. <laughs> So the night before winter solstice is when she comes out to play, and she plays hard. Dubbed Lucinot, meaning Lucy's night, this is the longest night of the year, and it is also the deadliest night for our Scandinavian friends. Yeah. This horrific night signified the impending long days of winter. Uh, It was also wild as hell. According to Scandinavian folklore, animals could talk with human voices. Ew. <laughs> the fae, right? That's kind of creepy. Like, could you imagine you're just like walking through the woods and then you're like, hey, there's a deer over there. And it just like turns your head. It's like, what's up? How are you doing today? <laughs> I just, just start talking to my you. cat. Like, instead of going, meow, meow. Meow. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> She's like laying on the couch and just looks at you and goes, Hello, mother. <laughs> How I are you, you today? Snowing last night. Was it fun? It's like, please stop. Please leave me alone. Hello. Oh god. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's not fun. And like a ton of other fae were coming out and just ra- running rampant. This day is just nuts. Uh, but what's crazier is that it's actually thought to be the unofficial beginning of the Christmas season. Huh. Yeah. So that's kind of like the origins of Christmas. <laughs> So, like, Rudolph? Did Rudolph stem from this? Maybe. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say Rudolph, but, I mean, there were something on your roof at night. 
We'll get to it. <laughs> Maybe I would prefer a reindeer, honestly, over what I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so Yule was the pre-Christian winter celebration, and this was the most important holiday in the, in Scandinavia and Northern Europe. All hark, all work had to be done by the winter solstice, especially threshing, slaughtering, cleaning, and the spinning of yarn. In the words of Ned Stark, "Winter is coming, and we must prepare." if dying of starvation or hypothermia during the harsh winter months didn't scare you then then lucy will she if she sees that your end of season chores are not complete she will take out uh she will take it out on your chimney she'll just beat the shit out of your chimney until it breaks (laughs) yeah right and you're like what a horrible thing to do um but that was like the how people lived like that was your only source of light like that was your life and so yeah your warmth and how you're gonna get through the winter before you so um you don't piss off lussie (laughs) because oh boy if you think that you know your half-assed harvest is gonna last you i don't know maybe to like hopefully the end of winter just kidding you're dead now because you know lussie doesn't like that yeah (laughs) she's gonna call you out on it yeah which is not fun yeah uh but it even gets worse so such terrifying legends fed the imagination of country folk for centuries um and if you thought that was bad lussie had friends the luceria or the luceferda uh, was a version of the wild hunt this they consisted of a whole array of terrifying creatures from trolls to hulda to undead spirits that would rise out of the ground or come out of the forest, kidnapping anyone foolish enough to venture outside. What is a wild hunt? A wild hunt, glad you asked. I did make a note of it. So in folklore studies, wild hunts typically involve a chase led by a mythological figure escorted by a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters engaged in a pursuit. And if you're curious in like folklore studies, um, it's motif E501 in the stiff, in the fifth Thomason motif index of folklore literature. Check that out. Right? Oh my God. We can get nerdy sometimes. It's fun. It's essentially, right? Uh, It's a a wild hunt is essentially just um, a horrific leader parading around um, her, you know, their, their group of awful hordlings, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of also ties into like the thought of like Santa Claus coming and bringing his elves with him anyway we'll get into it i will i will i won't uh spoil any further but what am i doing i'm getting ahead of myself that's what i'm doing so in her thank you uh in her book keeping christmas you'll try tradition you'll tie traditions in norway and the new land kathleen stoker of the luther college notes that these folk legends told of individuals being snatched up carried away and then turned loose dazed and manhandled in some far-off place other victims disappear forever Ooh. other traditions note that the horde would trap and bang on your windows and doors make horrible faces in the windows to scare you ride over the rooftops with trampling hooves <gasps> like rudolph but like in a very demonic horrible way you know <laughs> they damage your property and both kill you and injure people and your livestock if you stood in your way. If you stood in their way. So, yeah. Did they you just slaughter and everybody up here. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What's, what is manhandling? They just, like, 
pick you up and carry you away and just do whatever the hell they want with you and then drop you somewhere. It's a, a little rapey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming it was horrific because, oh, my God, it's our ancestors and they knew nothing but death and misery. True. I'm just kidding. But, I mean, but oh, my God, <laughs> life was harsh. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different uh, kind of life back then. <sighs> dude, I know. It's awful. Uh, and also, children were especially terrified of Lessie. For it was said that if they misbehaved, she would climb down their chimneys at night and snatch them away. Like, could you imagine, like, Samara from, like, The Ring climbing out of your chimney to come grab you? No. Think about it. No. That's what I think. I Mm -hmm. can't imagine that. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Disgusting. Enjoy sleeping tonight. I'm not going to sleep tonight. (laughs) Thank you. That's disgusting. You're welcome. God. So sorry. Tonight is Sunday. You have work tomorrow. I do. Apologies. <laughs> so how horrific. Um, so you may be asking yourself, how does one protect yourself and your family from Lessie and her crew? Yeah. Someone had to stay awake at night to protect the farm. People hung axes, knives, and scissors over the doorways of their home and painted crosses on their doors using black tar. On the eve of the solstice, children would write the word Lussie on doors, fences, and walls. Lussie fires were huge bonfires that were burned in many parts of Northern Europe at the time to celebrate the changing of the summer course and to, I guess, maybe to potentially scare away Lussie and her horde because Mm. there's too much light, which is pretty fun. Um, Now, mind you, even though Lussie and her horde are, like, super terrifying demons and, like, awful things and they'll, you know, do horrific things to both you and your loved ones, how fun, I don't want to paint her in such a dark and drastic picture (laughs) Um, because there was actually a lot of joy with this holiday as well so winter solstice was a time for celebrating just like it is today so there was a huge feast there was barrels of beer this was a very joyous occasion there was just a jolly good time all around Lassie was also kind of like a Christmas hype man in a way she wanted you to celebrate your hard work so the winter, the winter preparations beforehand, like you had to get all, like, you know, uh, finish all these chores before the winter solstice. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of like essentially a way to say like, hey, you cleaned up nice, your food tastes great, now enjoy your harvest and celebrate another year on this planet. What happens if, what happens if your food tastes like shit? I am actually so glad you asked. <laughs> because, dude, she gets so fucking mad at you. <laughs> If she was displeased by your holiday performance, she'll yell down your chimney to scare you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like a common phrase that she would yell down your chimney uh, was uh, the following. So nothing brewed, nothing baked, and there's no fire either. And she would yell that down your chimney to scare the shit out of you. And if she hated your performance enough, she would break your chimney. (laughs) She would destroy it too. I would 100% fuck with my neighbors back then. Dude, I know. Just Could climb you up imagine? the chimneys, like stomp around. Yeah, that's what people had to do. Yeah. Like, they, you absolutely had to do like, that. Janice, and, like, you, you know, fucked up this year. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one time you looked at me weird in, like, the town square? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lussie's coming gonna... for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah, and, like, I'm assuming, like, parents treated this as parents, like, in modern times treat, like, the, like, the St. Nicholas folklore, you know? Like, of being with St. Nick and, like, you know, Santa Claus is real and everything like that. Um, And if you didn't know, he is real. 
He is real. Beautiful, sweet angel. <laughs> what am I talking about? Anyway, I won't further explain this joke. Um, but um, moral of the story. So I'm assuming like there's parents that were just like fucking with their kids and just like throwing rocks at their windows all night. Yeah. Like banging on walls. Like just imagine. And they're probably up all night just drinking around bonfires and yeah. like celebrating and feasting. <laughs> How the fun! Shit out of the kids, that's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just think about it. Uh, like, I we should really bring in these traditions. Yeah. I agree. Like nowadays, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not torture. So speak- it's fun. Exactly. I mean, if we like, you know, there's a debriefing after or something. I'm sure we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, tra- you know, no traumatic uh, stress or anything from these kids in the future. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But speaking of time, uh, for 500 years under the Julian calendar, December 13th marked the solstice. But when the Gregorian calendar became official in the 1700s, the solstice was moved to its present date of December 21st or 22nd, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the year. Um, But Lessie's night remained the same. And nowadays, she's looking a little different than her horrific troll self. During the winter solstice, Norwegian and Swedish girls wearing candlelit wreaths portray and celebrate Saint Lucia, who was a 4th century Sicilian girl who became a Christian martyr. And at one point in time, somehow these two beautiful creatures merged together to create this uh, new holiday. (laughs) But Lessie was not necessarily forgotten. Okay. So, (laughs) So the Nordic observation of Saint Lucy is first was first attested in the Middle Ages and continued after the Protestant Reformation in the 1520s and 1530s, although the modern celebration is about 200 years old. Uh, Santa Santa Lucia festivals were originally observed mainly among the upper class. The celebration wasn't given much attention in Norway until, until World War II, when it was imported as a movement to try to bring light in the time of darkness as a protest against the German occupation. Nice. Similar to how the their ancestors protested against the dark by having a celebration of light, the Yuletide. That's very Celebrations. Cool. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Um, and you may be thinking to yourself, why would you change from your, your, um, your traditions and why would, you know, things change over time? Yeah. Um, personally, if I lived in the time before science and the current option was believing in a terrifying troll herd horde and their demon queen leader, I personally would choose Christianity too, because that shit looks lit as fuck. So, there. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. an easy conversion for me. Yeah. Wow, that's... Oh. It's... Mm-hmm. Trolls are scary. Demonic trolls are scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. But I just, I think it's just like really cute. Like, um, you can see where like a lot of like, we're in the US. So this is kind of like, and we both celebrate Christmas. So this is where yeah. our backgrounds are from and traditions are in. Uh, so it's really cool to see like how different cultures. Yeah, they kind of have like, yeah, it's like, like they have but the same. Exactly. Yeah, because like, I could see so many like, uh, St. Nicholas, little tropes in that like the the root the um rooftops the whole yeah the hooves on the rooftop uh you know yeah Yeah. coming down the trivney and everything like that thank you i'm lost for words today yeah if you're not you're nice so like if your feast is shit Mm -hmm. you get coal or a broken chimney 
Yeah. Um, and if it's pretty good, then, you know, she leaves you alone and then St. Nick leaves you some presents. So it's a win-win, lose-lose. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a great fucking time. I love it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just absolutely adore it. Um, and then our second um, little uh, Christmas, a literal Christmas goblin uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> next comes from Greece. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I, again, apologize for my uh, pronunciation, but they're called the Kalikonsori? Kalikonsori. Kalikonsori? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Exactly. So, imagine that I'm saying it correctly. Let's fingers crossed. I did Google Translate this. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So in ancient Greece, calendars deviated from city-state to city-state, but more often than not, the month month was named in honor honor for Poseidon, the ancient Greek god of the sea, which fell at the time of winter solstice. Mm. So this was at the time, sorry. This was a time of numerous wild celebrations and drunken debaucheries. So, like, people were partying Mm -hmm. left and right. Like, shit got wild. Like, I could not describe to you the things that I have read, but it was over, like, a 12-day period, and people went bananas nuts. There was, like, a whole, like, day dedicated to men waiting on women just to get them, like, drunk and, like, fat and happy and do whatever they wanted and, like, serve them. And then at the end of the day, they would all get together and party and, like, have, have like, orgy. great... Yep, yeah, yeah. Nice. And um, it was, yeah, it was, like, essentially, like, below, like, the crazy Dionysus. wild stuff of this party was, like, right below, like, celebrations for Dionysus, like, the god of, like, wine and partying and stuff like that. So, you know these things had to be big. Yeah. Which is fun. Damn, so, sorry, what were you saying? It's, like, hedonist, <laughs> hedonistic? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, hedonistic partying. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Damn. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, but the winter solstice was also a time in ancient Greece when the Kalikonsori, or mischievous Greek Christmas goblins who lived <laughs> underground, emerged to wreak havoc on homes and villages. <laughs> oh, how fun. <laughs> right? I love little, like, uh, uh, like little creatures wreaking havoc. It's like mm-hmm. gremlins, but sinister and worse. Mm-hmm. I guess gremlins are sinister. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're terrifying little creatures. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, they're, right? Um, I just love how, like, like each culture has, like, their own terrifying little gremlin version. You know, little creature. I adore that. Yeah, like, we have Furbies. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, though, I do agree 100%. They're fucking scary. Yeah. I hate them. Fuck them. Oh. But let me tell you about the, the killer... The, the little, the Greek goblins. I'm going to call them the Greek goblins, Greek if you goblins. don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <for> you. <laughs> um, so let me tell you a little bit, bit about them. Um, because maybe Furbies won't sound that bad after I tell you of them. <laughs> so the Kelly, I'm going to try it. No, I'm not. So the Greek goblins are essentially mischievous little goblins, elms, or gnomes. Elves or gnomes. Uh, they come up to the surface of the earth during t- the 12 days of Christmas from the end of December uh, when the sun will not move again until the 6th of January or uh, Epiphany where they cause all sorts of trouble and mischief. So essentially in a 12 day period, they're out just wreaking havoc when the sun is not out as much. <laughs> Damn. Due to the winter solstice. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
They're little shits already. <laughs> uh, so they're actually similar to your um, uh, the the twelve little trolls that you told us about. Um, the but Yule lads. The Yule lads, yeah, but they're just also disgusting, and they haven't like PG'd themselves. So oh. can't wait to get into it. <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah. So, for the rest of the year, they live at the center of the earth where they spend their time using a large saw to cut down the world tree or the tree of life that holds up the world. Jeez. The Right? What little assholes? The, the Kilikonsuri are said to be small, black, and male, mostly blind, with long black tails. They speak with a lisp <laughs> and eat small creatures such as worms, snails, and frogs. They only come out at night and are afraid of the sun, fire, and holy water. They enter houses any way they can, through windows, down chimneys, through keyholes, and any cracks that they may find, in walls and through, in walls and around doors. Once inside, they cause havoc. Rather than being evil demons, they are considered impish and stupid, and a variety of stories of creepy Christmas imps and demons from other cultures may have them appearing on the twelve days on the twelfth day as a werewolf or a witch. How tall are they? Oh, they're just like little tiny things. I'm going to say like, maybe they come up to your, like, ah. Uh, because they're fitting through maybe, keyholes, right? Oh, yeah. I guess they're super tiny. They're Damn. super duper tiny. Yeah. And they're disgusting little creatures. <laughs> yeah. I, ew. You can't hide from them because they can fit through anything. That's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, dude. They'll find you. This is their job. They've yeah. lived all year round just to hunt you down just and cause havoc. Hunt you down. <laughs> they're gonna it's kill the worst. you. I'm just kidding. Probably won't. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're gonna make your life very uncomfortable. Oh, great. and there's and there's a lot of them. So in Greek folklore, there are lots of these little mischievous little shits. Like I'm talking like 20 plus different versions of them or different varieties. Uh, they all have their own specific name and traits. Huh. And we're gonna talk about my. Uh, we're going to talk about six of them today, which is going to be pretty exciting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our first one, again, sorry for the um, mispronounced or just pronouncing things in general. Uh, the first one we have is the Marag, the Marag, Magaras. Oh God, Magaras. Thank you. Oh my God, I even practiced. So the first is the Magaras. The Megara has a big, fat, drum-like belly and leaves terrible, filthy smells all over people's food. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Yeah. We have the Malaganas, which is a, a slick, very sly creatures. Um, he craves attention and will do anything to get it. Uh, he also deceives children with sweets in order to, I'm sorry, with sweet words in order to steal their candy. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So he like sweet talks kids out of their own Literally candy. Literally stealing it's really cute. candy out of a baby's hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so precious. Uh, the next one we have, I don't know how the hell I have to pronounce this one. Copsomesitis. We're going to go for it. Thank you very much. Um, and he is a lame hunchback with a weakness for pancakes and honey. Same. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite of the bunch, I must admit. He's wholesome. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that I will absolutely allow into my home. He can eat as much cakes and honey as he wants. Just leave me be. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, then we have the malapartas, mm -hmm. um, and essentially, if a housewife 
if a housewife forgets to make sure that the lid is on the pan whilst cooking food, the malaparta will grab the chance to urinate all over what's cooking. So he'll just pee in your pot. He'll pee all over your food. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. I hate that. Like, Ew. what an asshole. That's, um... Yeah. He's kind of the worst. I kind of hate him. I hate him the most. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, He's probably... Yeah, just don't pee on my food. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I... <sighs> like, goblin pee, too? Imagine how stinky it is. Oh, you Nasty. know, I didn't... Oh, God. I didn't consider that. Yeah, it's, uh kind of gross to think about i think i, I don't hate oh that. god yeah no thank you oh my god i totally didn't think about it ew <laughs> okay let me get it out of my head okay okay we're, okay deep breathing deep breathing we're fine we're moving on <laughs> oh my god could you imagine no i don't want to mm -mm. <laughs> uh so next up we have i might need your help with this name again colo vilnius Colovilonis? Thank you. Yeah. We'll go with your pronunciation. I like yours better. <laughs> the Colovilonis is as long as a string of macaroni with a tail that ends in an arrow and can easily pass through keyholes, sieves, and colander holes. I'm sorry, sieves and colander holes. Uh, he's extremely agile and fast in his movements. So he's like a little macaroni, which is like a fork tail? Pretty much, yeah. He's like a piece of pasta, yeah. He's like a piece of spaghetti. That's cute. <laughs> just slithers around your house. Spaghetti goblin. Oh. Yeah. Oh, noodle goblin. Noodle goblin. Oh. You sticker. <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, now he's kind of the cutest. Okay, yeah, I can. He's cute. I can dig him. I like him, him and, and the uh, um, uh, the the little tub guy or the the pancake guy cups so much yeah cute. yeah come on that they're fine they're yeah. allowed in everybody else absolutely not absolutely get out of my house <laughs> and especially um our very last one which is the megas killer killer i'm sorry uh, he's essentially the mega goblin <laughs> and he's also known as Goatfoot. uh he is the boss of all of the goblins he's the ruler of them He's vicious, miserable, rude, lazy, and bald with goat's leg. <laughs> with a goat's leg. <laughs> and uh, wherever he goes, he brings disaster. So Sounds he's. Like um... Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, how are your holidays? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So those are just, those are just six. There's like, there's like, oh my God, there's like. Right? Yeah, there's tons of them. And, um, I mean, they've all been uh, incorporated over time uh, to, like, the legend and created whatnot. But, um, yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> and horrific. Um, no, they're just awful. They're awful little things. I really wish we would, um, uh, I don't know, bring them up to code like we did with the, the trolls. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they would I be really like cute. Be more kid-friendly. <laughs> Yeah, I'd appreciate it. Thank I'd you, like thank the you. Disney version of these goblins. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Pretty much. I would like to live in a world of fantasy. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> exactly. Um, but there is good news um, about the situation, is that there are multiple ways to protect yourselves against these little critters. So it's said that if you leave a colander on your doorstep at night, that the goblins 
who can only count to two and consider the number three holy will kill themselves before pronouncing it. And they will spend all night counting the holes. <laughs> so when they only when they reach the number two, they have to start over again because if they utter the word three, they'll go insane and, and die. Um, so they just keep starting over and over and over again <laughs> until sunrise when they disappear without having the time to cause any mischief. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah, you, you just keep them preoccupied with counting and they yeah. can't get in. <laughs> Another form, and yeah, it's so cute. Uh, another form of protection is to mark your door with a black cross on Christmas Eve. Uh, another is to burn a smelly shoe on the fire, and that the smell, the foul smell, will keep the goblins away. Even the one that smells bad. Yeah, which like I don't get it. I don't get it. Like maybe that smell outsmells his smell. <gasps> you know what? Maybe maybe mm. they're on they're. You know, you like your your own smell, what you're cooking, but mm -hmm. you don't like other people's cooking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Still a filthy creature anyway. Yeah. <laughs> filthy goblin. I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll stink the stank. <laughs> uh, to stop the Kilikazari, I can't, oh, I never know how to pronounce the name. Right. So anyway... Thank you. To stop the goblins from coming down the chimney, a large log is found and burnt for 12 days until the 6th of January when the goblins will go back to the center of the earth. Uh, this ties in with the Norse tradition of Yuletide, or the burning of the Yule log, uh, which is burnt for the duration of the winter solstice until the sun is on the move again. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, and in Greek folklore, uh, the goblins are frightened away on the sixth day, on the sixth of January, by Greek priests who go through the houses, blessing them with holy water splashed around with a bunch of fresh basil leaves. Damn, so it smells extra good, <laughs> right? <laughs> After these like little goblins like stunk up your house, yeah, make everything so much better, and they'll bless it, <laughs> and they'll bless it, cherry on top, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's the that's the little tradition of the uh, the Greek goblins, which I thought was really cute. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah, that's cool. I thought they're just yeah, that definitely gives you like a different perspective on um, Santa Claus's elves, you know? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> they're little me of helpers. Like, uh, Guatemalan dwarves. They're called duendes. <gasps> so basically, okay. it's it's not like a Christmas tradition, but there's sure. uh, there's little gnomes like smaller than gnomes that terrorize your house like if you don't braid your hair before going to sleep they tie it in, in knots mm. so that you have to like cut it all off um the like <gasps> shitting your food so, yeah it's pretty oh great. my god <laughs> ew <laughs> they're kind of horrible yeah they're just mischievous little things yeah oh ew gross bullshit yeah. in your food stop your food. messing with my food yeah <laughs> i don't want your piss are you shitting my food <laughs> <laughs> it's like who pissed in your cornflakes that takes that um <laughs> saying to a whole new level for me uh yeah. after these after these two episodes oh man i don't want anything coming near my food <laughs> my food my food thank you thank you mm -hmm. please stay away wow uh, but last and um not least our um the final story that we're going to talk about today or the, fo the final folklore tradition uh comes from ukraine and this is the legend of the Christmas spider. Okay. So this legend is an Eastern European folktale, which explains the origin of tinsel on a Christmas tree. It is also 
Nope, it is most prevalent in Western Ukraine, with small ornaments in the shape of a spider are traditionally a part of the Christmas decorations. Which, Aww. they're so cute. I looked some of them up. I'll send a couple pictures of, the, of them to you. But they're just, like, ornaments, like, spider ornaments. And they're so Aww. cute. And some of them are, like, beaded and stitched together. Oh, my God. They're stunning. Uh, I want one. Look them up. Yeah. Oh, look them up if you can. They are so cute. But the story goes... Um, a poor but hardworking widow once lived in a small hut with her children. One summer day, a pinecone fell on the earthen floor of the hut and took root. The widow's children cared for the tree, excited at the prospect of having a Christmas tree by winter. The, the tree grew, but when Christmas Eve arrived, they could not afford to decorate it. The children sadly went to bed and fell asleep. Early the next morning, they awoke and saw that the tree had been covered with cobwebs. And when they opened, yeah, that sounds gross at first, but when they opened the windows and the first rays of sunlight touched the webs, it turned them into gold and silver strings. Aww. Yeah. And the widow and her children were overjoyed and they celebrated and they were able to have a beautifully decorated Christmas tree for the holidays. And from there on, um, they never lived in poverty again. Check that out. It's like a roller coaster of emotion. Them. I'm so happy for them, but that I sounds know. disgusting. <gasps> I love it. Aww. That's so cute. Right but like, here. dude, you got spiders in your house. Like, that ain't cool. Like, mm. ugh. How many spiders <laughs> you got that they have to? You were able to web your whole tree overnight. Yeah, oh. like a fully grown tree. Yeah. Like I'm assuming it is. Like, yeah. ew. Yeah, that's that's foul. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it one That's bit. Just... <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but other versions replace the sunlight with a miracle from Father Christmas or Santa Claus or even the child Jesus and tells the story primarily from the perspective of the spiders who wish to see the Christmas tree. So it's really cute. Um, a lot of like the, yeah, like there's like cute like little kids tales of like the spider wanting to help them out. It's kind of like Charlotte's Web type of thing, but for Christmas. What if we yeah. like illustrate and write a book about it i'm totally down like, really like kid friendly chris like christmas monsters oh my god i would love that so and they're like cute. christmas traditions from around the world yeah. i'm so down for this 100 <laughs> percent. oh so it. many ideas uh, but the origin the origins of the folktale are unknown uh, but it is believed to have come from either germany or ukraine in Germany, Poland, and Ukraine, finding a spider or a spider's web on a Christmas tree is considered good luck. And Ukraine's also created small Christmas tree ornaments in the shape of a spider, also known as the pavuki, literally meaning little spiders, uh, usually made up of paper and wire. They also decorate Christmas trees with artificial spider webs, and the tradition of using tinsel is also said to be because of this story. And according to... Whoops. According to, uh, oh goodness, I don't know how to say your name, sir. Uh, Lubo Wooly Nets? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you so much <laughs> um, <laughs> for the support. <laughs> uh, folklore, uh, folk art curator at the Ukrainian Museum, New York City. Um, the tradition is Ukrainian and dates back to the late 1800s or early 1900s. Nice. It yeah, and it may be based on an older European superstition about spiders bringing good luck, um, but not black spiders, though, in Germany, for some reason. <laughs> they just hate black spiders there. Um, 
<laughs> I just hate spiders in general, but okay. <laughs> um, but or, or conversely, um, that it is bad luck to destroy a spider's web before the spider is safely out of its way. So regardless, if you have a, a spider in your Christmas tree and it starts, you know, webbing up during Christmas, have no fret. That's good luck. And that's where Tinsel comes from. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm still burning up, burning down my tree, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Shit in my tree. <laughs> yeah. No. That's. Um. I will fully admit that's also the reason why I do not. Um, I, I get like a normal Christmas tree. I always, I always go artificial. Yeah. <laughs> They're always Same. fake trees. <laughs> Same. Were you the one that told me about uh, that Christmas tree with like the spider eggs? That was yeah the infested tree yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I very briefly thought about getting a, like a real Christmas tree this this year, and then I thought mm -hmm. about that, and I was like, I'm just gonna keep using my own. Yeah, I That's will pass. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, thank you, no, thank you whatsoever. Um, uh, for those who are curious, I had a friend growing up whose family always used to get like um, real Christmas trees every year, and the one that they had, there was like a bug infestation, like they, they like got inside the tree and like laid eggs and they hatched and it was just not a good story. <laughs> the like orchid, what is it, orkin? Or who's like the bug, bug killers, they, they were called for the Christmas holidays. It just wasn't a good idea. <laughs> and ever since then, I'm just totally disgusted by like mm -hmm. the concept of, of that. But I still would like a live tree in my house because I, I would like to be a plant lady at one point in time. And those are my third world struggles. Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to our creepy stories and wild speculations. This has been the Dark by Design podcast. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, which I know you are, feel free to Hi. follow us so you get another <laughs> notification when we stream next. Um, but if you're watching or listening anywhere else, please like, comment, subscribe, and follow for more monstrous episodes released every Monday at midnight. And you can actually find more information about today's topic on the show's website at darkbydesignpodcast.com or on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at darkbydesign underscore podcast. Uh, listen to us on your favorite podcast streaming site or watch the show on our YouTube channel by searching for Dark by Design Podcast. Uh, and we've also launched a Patreon, which we brought up in the beginning. But if you sign up for our Patreon, you get a bunch of amazing goodies and extras starting at the $5 level including a thank you sticker in print, early access to extended episodes, and downloadable coloring pages that you'll absolutely love. And um, all Patreon levels also have special access to our Discord, where we can all play games and talk the night away. Yay, friendship! And um, <laughs> supporting us on Patreon helps offset the cost of ho hosting and making the show. Uh, we record and edit our own episodes, and your support will mean the absolute world to us. Uh, and lastly, we want to hear from you too. So remember that this is a two-way relationship. And if you have a creepy encounter, ghost story, or personal true crime story that you'd like to share with your fellow Kevin members, yeah. <laughs> I'm having like a full-blown conversation. I I'm so sorry. It. I love it. <laughs> I'm just looking into the camera and just mouthing words. I love it. <laughs> I saw it from the court, like the corners of my eyes, and I was like, I really want to look, but if I look, I'll get off track. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but we want to hear from you too, so remember this is a two-way relationship, 
And if you have a creepy encounter, ghost story, or personal true crime story that you'd like to share with your fellow Coven members, DM us your story on our socials or email us at darkbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next month for a Twitch stream and in two weeks for the next episode. Oh, Because we are starting our new schedule. So we will see you in two weeks. Absolutely. Bi-weekly schedule, baby, because work is hard and uh, we want to make really cool shit for you even more spectacular. Yes. So we can't wait to see you guys Uh, in the new year. Oh, my God. We're so close. This is so exciting. Oh, my God. I still think it's 2020. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mm, I'm trying my best. Fuck it. (laughs) Hey, there's always next year. Always (laughs) next year. Next year will be better. Watch another pandemic break out. Oh. oh no! Don't 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 wish that. No pandemics, <laughs> please, no more. <laughs> but yeah, we will catch you guys in two weeks. And Twitchers, mm-hmm. Twitchites. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, I like we'll, that one yeah, better. Not Twitchers, Twitchites. We'll we'll catch you in uh, a month, maybe. We'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might take off for the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See ya.